0: love you. the center penalty coming up, look at the field, oh my goodness, what a goal, what
1: a move, the field, oh baby. There's a mistake and a throw, a puck by Bridget, it oh! a taser from Jonathan Tames is first.
0: Oh, hello there, hockey fans. How you doing today? It's talking Hockey, the Hockey talking Show. Monday, October 30th, All Hallows' Eve, Eve. Uh, great day to talk hockey. We got a snowstorm going on in Winnipeg. Uh, what else is new? It's uh, co-host Tom here with you. I got, as always, co-host Jared. You're tuned in to UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg. Uh, stream it. Download it anywhere and everywhere. That's the way she goes, boys. So, all right then, Jared, how you doing today? Doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay.
2: Just okay. Not great. It was, it was a long weekend. It was a long yeah. weekend. It was a long yeah. weekend. Yeah.
0: Regular length weekend, but long Packed,
2: in... packed a lot into it.
0: Yeah. 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 Played some hockey. A little bit of hockey. Uh, hey, you had a birthday.
2: I had a birthday yesterday. So, Feeling yeah, old. I, Feeling... Feeling... <laughs> Feeling it in my bones, as they yeah. say. Yeah, but... Uh, feeling like
0: old-time hockey. Well, Jared, guess what? We're doing an old-time <laughs> hockey episode today, kind of. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk... So we're naming this episode, season six, episode six. Uh, we're calling it the Toe Blake. Uh, old-time hockey, hey eh, coach? Toe mm-hmm. Blake. Yep. Um, exactly. He, he wore number six for the Montreal Canadiens. He played... I mean, you want to talk old time hockey, this is this is what it's all about. He played from nineteen thirty-four mm-hmm. to nineteen
2: forty-eight.
0: Yeah. Um, and then he coached for a long time. And, you know, he's uh in the hall of fame. He's got a bunch of Stanley Cups, he's he's uh, you know, a legend of the game, if you will. One of the best nicknames of the game, because Toe, believe it or not, not his real name.
2: No. No, his real name is Joseph Hector Blake. Uh, born in 1912 August 21st to be precise one of uh, only a handful of guys to play for both Montreal professional teams the Maroons and les habitants uh, or the Canadians to uh, to you and I uh, he uh, he won the Stanley Cup three times as a player uh, in 35 with the Maroons and then in 44 and 46. With the Habs, uh, played on one of the greatest lines of all time. Yeah, the
0: punchline. Uh,
2: the punchline, uh, and was it w- punch
0: th- Imlac, Another oh. great nickname, because uh, I don't think Punch
2: was his real name. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll tell you though the punchline, Tom. It was no joke. It was no joke. The punchline. Uh, Elmer <laughs> Locke and Maurice Richard. Uh, you might have heard of him, uh, the Rocket. Uh, yeah, and uh, rings a bell. In 2017, Toe Blake was named one of the 100 greatest NHL players in hockey history. He's apparently uh, also known as the old lamplighter. Is yeah, I like look-
0: that nickname too. The old lamplighter. Oh, he's at it again. The old lamplighter. Just lighting the lamp.
2: Lighting the lamp.
0: Uh, <laughs> shout out to Trans Canada Brewing Co. and their Lamplighter Red Ale. Um, <laughs>
2: there you go.
0: <laughs> but. Uh, So his career got ended by, uh, at age 35, went into the boards awkwardly, uh, double fracture of the ankle. I -hmm. didn't know you could do it twice, but um, he did. And that was it for his playing days. And so that's why he started kind of coaching at a younger age and was a coach for such a long time.
2: So, hey, here's a good, here's now, you know, not to to segue or get, get away from Toe Blake, but... The guy that he collided with in 1948, mm-hmm. a guy by the name of Bill Juzda was a, uh, a player for the Rangers, it was a defenseman from Winnipeg, and I know that you've read this book because it's come up before. You know the book Scrubs on Skates? Written by yep. Scott Young, a.k.a. Yep. Father of Neil Young. The yep. main character in that book just, yeah. is Bill Spunska based on Bill Juzda. That's wild. There you go. I love this. There you go. A little bit of Winnipeg hockey tie-in there. I love it. Yeah. Okay, well,
0: like I said, we don't know a lot about Punch Imlac due to the fact that he was from another era. Yeah,
2: and, and we're talking There wasn't about...
0: a whole lot of TV coverage back
2: then. Yeah, and we we don't know a lot about Toe Blake either. Who no. Were, who... What, who, sorry, who
0: did I say?
2: Punch Imlac. Yeah. Joe Blake's
0: who I've met, yeah. Um, but what I do know is that his picture that we'll be posting on the Instagram Talking Hockey, sorry, at Talking Hockey Podcast, I believe it is. Uh, the picture is fantastic. It's, I mean, he's got the news boy hat on, as was the style of the times. He's got a beautiful Montreal Canadiens cardigan on. It was the night, you know, shot in the 1960s. It's just a beautiful photo. Please check out our Instagram to see that and more. Excuse me.
2: Pardon me. Sorry about that. And um, Also, do you know who he replaced as uh, Habs coach? Dick Irvin Sr. Uh,
0: yeah, I was going to say it must have been probably Irvin. Yeah. The old man Irvin.
2: Old man Irvin, father of uh, longtime CBC uh, broadcaster.
0: <laughs> yeah, legend Dick Irvin Jr. Yes. Who, play- who he was in the, uh, you know, Harry Cole, or sorry, Bob Cole, Harry Neal. That was like the dream team for me of Hockey yeah. Night in Canada right there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Here's one little fun fact about Blake. He won the Lady Bing trophy. Um, and he was the very first Montreal Canadian to ever do it. Mm-hmm. And the only other Montreal Canadian to do it was uh, Mats Nasland, one of my favorites as a kid. Nasland did it in 1988. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I got a little tickle in my throat. But, you know, he was a gentlemanly player. And so in the movie Slapshot, the Handsome Brothers, so there's a scene, and I kind of tried to quote it off the top here was, you know, old time hockey, eh, coach, or whatever, when Mm -hmm. uh, Reg Dunlop's in the dressing room trying to get the fellas fired up because they're getting their butts kicked.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And um, the Handsome Bros, you know, and, and Reg Dunlop starts listing off these
2: These old-time hockey players or whatever, right? Eddie Shore, Shore, he always starts with Eddie Shore. Yeah. But then he goes to Toe Blake.
3: Yeah. Old-time hockey. Like when I got started, you know?
1: Jeez, Toe Blake, did Clapper, Eddie Shore. Those guys were the greats.
0: And um, was the the thought there that, like, okay, these are, like, old-time, like, gentlemanly players or – just like we got to play old time hockey.
2: Yeah, I I I would say, I mean, because the guy like Eddie Shore was not was kind of renowned for his skill. He wasn't uh, much uh, one for uh, chucking the knuckles. So, right, uh, you know, I think uh, he was he was nodding to a, a kinder, gentler game, which is right. ironic and- given.
0: Given the handsome brothers, (laughs) the the uh, handsome brothers, yeah, foiling up the knuckles. But you know, you go through Toe Blake's career stats, and I'll just I'll run them down for you here. Mm -hmm. Fourteen years in the NHL, five hundred seventy-seven games, two hundred thirty-five goals, two ninety-four assists for five twenty-nine points, and two hundred eighty-two career penalty minutes. Um, You know, you look through year by year and certainly even the last three years of his career it was like minimal penalty minutes like the guy he was a gentleman for sure mm-hmm. um and uh, so yeah um an interesting career and yeah the, like the Montreal Maroons that was eight games for them in 34 35 as a 22 year old and then uh, they became the Canadians or I don't really can't recall off the top of my head how that whole Thing move, went. The Maroons folded. The Canadians were born. Something like that. So we won't get into it, but we do have a couple other things that we want to get on into off the top of the show, right? Like yeah, uh, like on the weekend, the yesterday, the the Heritage Classic was played up in Edmonton. Yeah, uh, the big battle like of Alberta. A, yeah, two teams who were struggling out of the gate, and one team that is kind of expected. His struggle, but not to the degree that they have been, and that's Calgary. They they are not looking good. Um, yeah, I mean they showed up yesterday at least, uh, but the Oilers, you know, kind of expected to be uh, cup contenders, if I could be so bold. Um, and they started the season very slowly, mm-hmm. uh, but they got the win against Calgary at the in front of what was it sixty thousand at Commonwealth Stadium. Um
2: did you it, see it, did you see how they came in though? Did you see yeah. th- the outfits? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh <laughs> oh so the Oilers had on like the um they were they were kind of the Fort McMurray special or whatever. Yeah. And uh and what were the Flames wearing I didn't
2: see. The flames were wearing overalls, no shirts and cowboy hats. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the the Calgary Stampede special, I yeah, don't know yeah, Stampede special after, Stam- Stampede pan- after the Stampede Saturday night special, pancake
0: breakfast or whatever, and the liquors yeah. flowing at seven a.m. and yeah, like yeah. tarps off, boys, let Yeah,
2: you'll <laughs> have to throw a good picture of that up on the old Instagram. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, but it was it was like a a very cool looking scene as a, I, I think a lot of people. Like, I'm not one of these people. I like the outdoor games, the stadium Mm -hmm. series, the Heritage Classic, all this stuff. I think that's awesome. It looks Mm -hmm. awesome on TV. Um, I've attended one of them, the one that was in Regina between Calgary and and Winnipeg. Yep. Uh, And that was a great time, uh, despite the Lions. And it was October and snowing and cold. But what Mm -hmm. are you going to do? It's the Mm -hmm. Prairies, right? Mm -hmm. But they But they had a, a beautiful day in Edmonton for it yesterday. And uh you know, Connor McDavid, he was listed as day to day. Uh but there was no doubt he was gonna play. Mm-hmm. I mean, you knew he was gonna play. Mm-hmm. And he did, and he played well. He got an assist. That, you know, you could be like, Hey, Calgary only held there, he held they held uh, McDavid to, to one assist. Um But
2: uh I gotta you say you know I gotta say too, I appreciate uh and I've seemed to see it a lot with the uh the heritage and the outdoor jerseys. I always appreciate it when a team wears the old brown pants. Yeah and, and the brown gloves.
0: The brown gloves and it's pants good, like it's the a, Oilers a, did, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a good look. I like that.
0: Overall I think I liked um so I think I I liked Edmonton's uh uniform, although the the sweater itself was a little—I didn't love it, uh, no. like with the crest thing on the front. Yeah,
2: um, no, it was kind of weird.
0: So I, I didn't love that, but I liked the color scheme and the look of it all. Uh, but it, uh, Calgary's sweaters, actually, I thought
2: those are pretty sharp. Yeah, uh, pretty they crisp. should wear them more often. <laughs> pretty crisp, and and I'm uh, again, I'm a sucker for the uh, the lace up uh, yeah. around the neck. Right? yeah It yeah, reminds yeah. me of. Uh, it reminds the Calgary sweater reminded me of. I think it's a Columbus. Columbus does a nice third jersey where they've got the the laces around the, the one neck. with the cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I those liked, are
0: Columbus's best jerseys. For I
2: sure. like that one. And Minnesota's done one where it's got the laces around. Yeah. That's just it's it's just a real nice look.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so hopefully we see Calgary wear that again. But yeah, like they. Uh, they're struggling for offense, the Flames are like Nazem Kadri scored his first goal of the season finally in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huberto, I think he had an assist, but otherwise, you know, he hasn't done a whole lot. Um, yeah, the Flames, I don't know, man, they might not win, you know, that like they but they're uh, nobody's mistaking them for a cup contender this year. Whereas Edmonton, they've got a lot of pressure to perform
1: mm-hmm.
0: the way that they play that, you know, like they, uh, yeah, it was against the Flames, but like I think that. It, you know they're gonna start turning it around here. Uh, mm-hmm. Skinner finally gave him a a good game, and that was, I think, the Oilers' problem in the first few games was their defense was out of sorts, and they couldn't, the goalies couldn't save a beach ball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, I mean, that's probably an issue with a lot of teams. You look at the Jets' start to the year, and Hellebuck not so hot, and then uh, his last, you know, three games, he's been, um, you know, a wall. So. uh, We're going to wrap up this segment, but we're going to throw it to a song. It's the Rural Alberta Advantage. Uh, They were the kind of in-house band for the Heritage Classic. They're Canadian indie rock. Um,
2: We played them on the show before. Yeah,
0: and I mean, they've been around for years, like over a decade, probably, right? Yeah. The ironic thing, Jared, is that they're a Toronto band. And I have a feeling that, Whoever hired them for the Edmonton, Calgary game yesterday, they just be- hired them based on their name alone. On the name,
2: well, so <laughs> there was lots of lots of different music going on last night. You had uh, Nickelback, of course. Yeah, played.
0: I I was arguing that we should play Nickelback, but Jared yeah. shot me down on
2: that. Yeah, oh. <laughs> so you're well, you're welcome out there, fair listeners. Uh, the Arkells also played. The Arkells yeah. seem to get pulled into anything. Yeah, uh, they're like <laughs> CBC uh televised sports where there's musicians yeah. involved cuz that the lead singer he's pretty energetic. He, yeah, they love them. Yeah. And then uh Rural Alberta Advantage. So.
0: Yeah. Uh and 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 Royal Alberta Advantage, I, I've seen them a couple times. They're a good Um band. and they're just a good band. I like them. You know, yep. they have a they have a cool sound. Um the singer's voice is um, unique, I'll say, and uh, they got a great drummer. They just got a good sound. Um, so I guess without any further ado, here's the rural Alberta Advantage and uh, their song called, uh, wait, which song are we playing? It's the new single,
2: right? Yeah, it's called Real Life, and it's from, Real life. from yeah. a brand new record called The yep. Rise and the Fall, uh, which is out now at yep. uh, all streaming and record purchasing locations.
4: Raising every medal You ran at the devil You got your sense of life oh, Now it's so hard to keep track I'm still finding ways of letting you down By the traffic corner and your grandpa's in a coma You tried hard not to cry See the skies on fire I'm so fucking tired I'm trying to pause these feelings every night So
1: is it real
4: life? Maybe no
0: That was Rural Alberta Advantage in their tune, Real Life, uh, right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, 101.5 UMFM in Winnipeg. Co host Tom here with you. I got co host Jared on the other end uh, of the line. And uh, yeah, we're going to um, transition from talking the Heritage Classic uh, to a quick little note uh, about so the hot topic last week. I believe it was. Was it the last week that we were couple, talking this? A couple weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about the whole NHL ban on pride tape. Uh, well, that's been reversed. Uh, Unsurprising. probably, like, Unsurprisingly. Like, yeah, Not surprisingly so. Yeah. Um, and, and, Jared, you mentioned actually, so the drummer for Rural Alberta Advantage, who was the house band at the Heritage Classic, her had sticks, the drumsticks her wrapped, wrapped in, were wrapped pride, in pride, tape. pride
2: tape. And the Arkells. Uh, Arkells
0: had the the mic stand uh, with some tape on it. Yeah. Uh Nickelback opted to uh
2: do whatever Nickelback I does. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um yeah. but unsurprisingly, uh when the issue was pushed, the NHL folded like a house of cards or a cheap suit or whatever analogy yeah, whatever, you want to else use. <laughs> whatever else folds. Whatever else folds. Um yeah, no. Uh Travis Dermott, uh I think we might have mentioned this last week, Travis Dermott or Uh, Or had the pride tape on a stick in uh, during the Arizona Coyotes Pride Night. The NHL released a statement saying that they were going to look into it, and then on Monday they announced that they were reversing their ban. And that basically
0: what they say they said like, "Oh, players are free to uh,
2: players are free to be and do what they causes
0: or whatever." Yeah. Yeah.
2: So uh, special
0: causes, I think they call it right, like
2: nothing about know. nothing about the jerseys nothing about the 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 uh stuff that uh you know uh but the pride tape ban has been reversed so yeah yeah Un- unsurprisingly it, it was- when they got pushed on it they uh, relented yeah so i
0: mean it was lose lose for the nhl either way yeah lose because they did the ban in the first place and um you know they would look like uh idiots if they upheld it and um lose because they looked like idiots because they made the ban and then they had to walk it back so um but at least they did it and you know what better to admit you know a fault than uh to sort of carry on being ignorant so uh there you have are we are we um, we're
2: given kind of a of a half thumb <laughs> to, I guess yeah yeah hey it's not a perfect N- rating scale well you know nhl thanks for doing exactly what we thought you'd do which yeah. was the be, continue yeah, being it's, you
0: <laughs> it's it's kind of uh i mean I, I don't know what else that hasn't been said can be said about it it is it is what it is but at least now like i i think you know so it took So it was Travis Dermott kind of like a, a fringe player, if you will, on a very fringe team. He plays for Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, he had the, the handle up by his glove or whatever taped, right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even like the blade or anything. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just hilarious that that is such a big deal, but it is what it is. And, uh, I just wanted to see Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews or one of these guys do it and see what the league was going to say, you know, but yeah. we don't have to wait to see for that. Cause, uh, but I mean, like is Connor McDavid or, or any of these other players, are they going to, or is it kind of like, well, like our point has been proved, so whatever, we'll just use the black or the white tape now. And I mean, I get it like hockey players, um, are pretty particular about their gear, Mm -hmm. right? And your stick is, like, your most important piece of gear for, you know, most Mm -hmm. hockey players. And uh, so switching up how it looks is, uh, you know, it can be... It can be a thing. It can take adjustment or whatever,
2: so... Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, Another sort of notable thing uh, that happened this week in the NHL was... Uh, yeah, talking, talking talking
0: hot topics here.
2: Yeah, talking talking Shane Pinto who uh is a player the thing. Uh, I don't know. He's a player of some some renown. Uh, yeah, I
0: mean he's like a young player who has a lot of potential. Right. And he's kind of well, he's without a contract at this point of his um NHL career cuz he mm-hmm. just came off his his ELC, entry, I think, Yeah,
2: his entry and level.
0: he needed, um, you know, his RFA status. There was some negotiating issues with Ottawa
2: mm-hmm.
0: because they're kind of at the cap already, apparently, you mm-hmm. know, as most teams kind of are right now because of this flat cap for the last few years. And uh, so Pinto in his most recent season last year, he played all 82 games. He had 20 goals, uh, 35 total points. And so he's, He's just shy of 100 games on his career. So, you know, I think he's probably looking for that next contract, a little bigger. Ottawa didn't have room for it. They couldn't meet in the middle. He's been held out. And then lo and behold, he gets suspended for 41 games by the NHL just last week. And uh, the reason being something to do with gambling. Now, (laughs) but. Now but it hasn't come out nobody's said there's been a lot of speculation right, right. there's been speculation but the league hasn't said Pinto hasn't said uh so, you know
2: so the speculation that that I have heard and and we should say first and foremost that we have no no confirmation on this we are we are nothing but uh two guys with microphones putting our opinions <laughs> out there into the world yeah. um the league has come out and said that there was no evidence that Shane Pinto bet on NHL games. So it's not a, it's not a Pete Rose situation where um, Pete Rose was basically uh, manager for the Cincinnati Reds and he received a lifetime ban from Major League Baseball because he was betting on Major League Baseball games and games that his team played in. So Pinto did not uh, bet on NHL games. However, the speculation that I have heard is that um, one of the league's many gambling partners, right? Because, and we talked about this last year, the league is uh, in bed with a number of betting sites, bet 99 well, the senators
0: and... have bet 99 on their helmets <laughs> right you know what i mean i think Which they is... also have bell and canadian tires so they might must mix it up or whatever something like that but like sure. yeah they got bet 99 right on their helmet
2: yeah it's and...
0: on center it's like the ads are on the ice like they're printed into the ice yes you know they're on the boards every single commercial yes mgm betting bet 99 this casino that casino draft, whatever
2: draft kings fan draft, duel it's all any yeah of them, it's right? everywhere
0: and so So, Elliot Friedman, uh, I think it was during the Heritage Classic game last night that he kind of uh, was talking to David Amber about this, and he said that the NHL um, has warned players. They put out like a list of warnings or whatever to players uh, of some things to do when it comes to gambling, and um, this might give you a hint as to what Pinto did, maybe. You know what I mean? So... Number one, don't share your account. Number two, don't place bets with third parties. Number three, if you do a prop, it'll be treated the same as betting on a hockey game. Number four, don't joke about odds with friends. Uh, You know, if you have a friend text you and says you're plus 300 to score tonight, tell them not to do stuff like that, Friedman said. Uh, Don't share insight on injury information, like in any insider information, line combos, starting goalies, uh, injuries, anything. And don't bet illegally, like, you know, with a bookie. Um, so read from that what you will about what Pinto did. But So uh,
2: what I heard was that, um, there was some abnormalities or irregularities with his account, and the suspicion was that perhaps uh, over the course of the summer, uh, Mr. Pinto got himself in a little bit over his head uh, and was placing lots of wagers with one of the sanctioned NHL betting partners again not on NHL games maybe on basketball maybe on soccer maybe on auto racing baseball what have you and that the league did not want a situation similar to what happened with Evander Kane a couple of years ago where Kane filed for bankruptcy filed for bankruptcy but that was a little bit different because it was a lot of gambling debts at known at casinos right It would have looked pretty silly for the NHL if one of their players declared bankruptcy after placing a number of large wagers with one of the league partners. And so they wanted to kind of put a stop to that, that the partner uh, who has not been named, if it is even this is what's happening, um, the partner flagged it and went to the league and said, hey, one of your players is, uh, play some wagers all over town and is not doing so well. And, uh, so you guys need to maybe be aware of that, Mm. which is a
0: bizarre situation in my opinion, because, um, well, like, uh, you know, like they, they have Wayne Gretzky in these betting ads, um, I don't right. think they have McDavid and Matthews no. anymore. They and so they, I was—they they like changed that rule, but Gretzky's still there. So and that, if Gretzky's telling you to place a bet, well, I mean, if the great one says <laughs> I can do
2: it. So that rule, that rule, got changed over the summer because last year we talked about this, how it was mm-hmm. um, pretty ironic that two of the league's mar- most marketa- marketable uh, superstars, McDavid and uh, Austin Matthews were participating in these gambling ads and we we surmised last year that this was sending a bad message out to the out there to the kids yeah. that that these so that that rule has actually been changed in Ontario and well, I... only retired players can now yeah. participate in commercials. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it might end up becoming something like uh you know, beer and cigarettes can't Advertise, um, well, cigarettes can't advertise at all anymore. I don't think, no, and beer, you can't have like there's some sort of rule about liquor, uh, advertising, right? You can't, I don't know. I, I think eventually the the gambling, uh, advertising rules will shift, yeah, you know, but in the meantime, this is what it is, and so, um, it's just like, but I like, let's say, you know let's say wayne gretzky or whatever Mm -hmm. is you know i mean he used to hawk any number of products back in the day pro Mm -hmm. stars uh you know anything Mm -hmm. um he's got his own wine he's got his own beer he's Mm -hmm. got his own whiskey now right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: let's say he's in ads to sell that what makes that any different than him selling gambling you know like it's all whatever. But like in, in Canada, cannabis is legal. Why? You know, but again, there's all these laws about advertising it. Well, uh, so and... it's just like this gray area with gambling right now. And it's just I think the laws haven't caught up to what is allowed
2: at right. the moment. Well, and as somebody who who does uh, does work in a, in a media field and has to be kind of aware of w- what's allowed and what's not allowed in terms of advertising and content, um, I would surmise, and honestly, I'm I'm pretty surprised that uh, there already hasn't been legislation placed on the time of day that stuff can air, right? Like if a game is on at prime time when young kids are presumably yeah. up and watching, then – you know i i'm surprised that the crtc hasn't said that hey um any sort of advertising for potentially addictive behavior or substance can only air between the hours of yeah put n- it on n- the late game, 9 p.m. and yeah. 6 a.m. right yeah yeah it's interesting it's interesting yeah.
0: um so yeah i mean that's where it's at we need to wrap this segment up, I think. Yes. We're 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 getting low on time here. So let's we're gonna throw it to another song. Yeah. Um so the, this song uh bit of a transition uh segue, you know. Yeah uh in this one. So we're gonna it's the Trans Canada Highwaymen. It's yeah. a it's a band made up of, you know, um Chris Murphy from Sloan, uh the guy from Pursuit of Happiness. Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies yeah. and some other guy from some <laughs> other band. Oh, uh The Odds, Craig, Craig Northy from Craig The Odds. Craig
2: Northy from The Odds and Moburg.
0: Moburg, that's his Moberg. Name. Okay. So it's it's these four guys and they made a band and it's all like cancon covers, like 80s, 70s cancon covers. Right. And so it's we're going to we're yeah, we're going to throw it to their cover of an April Wine song uh yeah. tonight. Is a good night to fall in love, or it's a whatever wonder. It's, it's a
2: wonderful time to yeah, fall yeah. in love. Tonight's a good <laughs> night to fall in love.
0: Hey, so That's the segue fantastic. to this is two parts. They're come April Wine still going. They're yeah. coming to Winnipeg. Yeah, and part two, and we'll get we'll talk a little Jets after the break here. Yeah, um, the Jets just lost to Montreal on Saturday night. Yeah, April Wine, while well, technically from. The Maritimes, they're from Fall River, Nova Scotia, I'm pretty sure. Some of the guys. Uh, they are a quote-unquote Montreal band. Like, that's where they kind of did their thing,
2: right? They, they cut their teeth.
0: Yeah. And and their song, Ooh, What a Night, yeah, staple at the Bell Centre in, in Montreal for Canadians. And the Canadians stole two points from the Winnipeg Jets. I guess they just stole one point and went to shootout.
2: Yeah. So... But we'll talk yeah. about that when we come back.
0: Yeah. Right. So here's uh, April Wine, I mean, the Trans Canada Highway Men, right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. right that was uh the trans canada highway men and their uh cover of an april wine song called tonight is a wonderful time to fall in love got the name of the song right jared it's a first i did it i feel like i'm on top of the world right now um so the winnipeg jets folks ladies and gentlemen listeners uh this talking hockey the hockey talking show um winnipeg jets your your hometown team they uh they haven't like had a terribly busy schedule yet uh in fact i don't think the nhl in general has had a terribly busy schedule yet it's been a bit of an odd schedule um but the world series is on right now and then you got nfl games so they kind of work around the world series right now and, and the nfl so um the jets played this past weekend um in montreal
2: yes uh, after Belter, Saturday, not I mean, they were coming off a pretty good week, right? They beat St. Louis. They did, and yep. then they beat well. They yeah, uh, they, red hot Red Wings too.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then they were on a three game win streak. Um, you know, uh, going back to the game against Ed, uh, Edmonton last Saturday. So, um, yeah, their 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 record right now, the Jets are sitting at four wins, three losses, one tie after eight games, uh, nine points. Not too shabby. It's actually tied for second with Dallas in the uh, Central Division. Dallas has two fewer games played, but nine points. And so the the Jets have the New York Rangers tonight. Uh, Blake Wheeler's coming back to town. Um, And then... uh, And
2: and co-host Tom's coming back to the rink, I think. Aren't you going to the game tonight? Yeah, I'm going to go
0: watch the game tonight. So that'll be kind of fun. And... uh, my first game this season that I'll take in. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, I'm going to give Blake a polite round of applause uh, when he's kind of uh, announced or on the ice or whatever. And, and I do look forward to seeing his video. uh, What do you call it? Montage. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, I, I hope that it's like eye of the tiger type of montage, but I think it'll be sappy. Mm
2: -hmm. Like
0: they'll, they'll probably go for the, they'll try to, Jerk a few tears out of us, uh, old saps up in the bleachers, but um,
2: okay, so you know, Blake Wheeler did a lot for Winnipeg Jets hockey, right? And he kind of left on a bit of an uncertain sort of way. Uh, well, yeah, he
0: didn't leave on his own terms necessarily, he was bought out, right? Like the last what year or two of his contract, right? Uh, the Jets had to clear it off the board and i don't think for cap reasons they had to it was just really time to do it you know and um but like certainly you know he he uh gave his all as Mm -hmm. a a member of the jets um Mm -hmm. and served as captain for what six years something like that
2: something like that and and um do you think it's gonna be do you think it's gonna be nothing but uh cheers and uh and and roses and bouquets for old Blake the snake tonight or, or is there going to be uh some of the some of the malcontents who you know I don't
0: think I can't see like who I I, I never got on board with the whole like blaming Blake for stuff like you know father time catches up to no, to to everyone
2: as know, a guy who celebrated his... a birthday this weekend I know that to be true
0: yeah, and he, so Wheeler, um, he he put up back-to-back 92-point seasons, I think it was, um, and that was only a couple seasons ago. And, you know, then he played, like, with cracked ribs through the playoffs and whatever he was doing, right? Like, he's he was banged up, but he was a warrior. Like, he rarely ever missed a game. And then, was it last year, I think? He missed uh, a bunch of games because he blocked a shot with his crotch and one of the fellas downstairs decided they'd had enough, you know, like to put it so elegantly and, you know, that'll, that'll make a guy lose a step for sure. And also he's, you know, getting up there in his years, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So he's got an opportunity to go play on one of the best teams in the league right now, the New York Rangers, Mm -hmm. you know hey, a couple ex-Jets on that team, too. Um, uh, in Jacob Truba and... uh, Nah, just maybe the one ex-Jet, but either way. Um, Like, I think people in Winnipeg, you know, there's been a lot of turmoil with the Jets' locker room situation. I'm using air quotes here with turmoil and locker room situation because it's all just, like, speculation. Sure, there's been some people who said some things like when Kevin Hayes got traded to the jets and uh, he, he reflected on to a podcast in years later, that that was like the weirdest room that he'd ever been in or something like that. And, but meanwhile, you got Paul Maurice when he was here saying like, it's the best room ever kind of thing. <coughs> but people were throwing blame at Blake Wheeler for all of this. <coughs> I don't know. I mean, one guy doesn't make a whole room.
2: No. Um. No. And I think that, you know what, honestly, uh, I just asked the question to get you talking. And I think that, you know, Winnipeg hockey fans are generally a respectful lot. And I think that uh, a lot of folks really appreciate what Blake Wheeler, you know, obviously brought to the team for a number of years, but Mm -hmm. also put back out into the community. He did a lot of work and... I think that, you know, it's one more chance to sort of celebrate him. I think last year they celebrated him, wasn't it, for his 1,000th game? Or uh, they had a big, big hoo-ha. His
0: 1,000th game was like two years ago, I think.
2: Okay. So he comes in this year. Uh, and, yes, he is playing on a very different team. New York Rangers come to town playing tonight. Uh they are currently 6 and 2. Uh Blake Wheeler does not have to contribute to this team in the exact same way, right? He is No, he is, I mean, he's he playing is, on the third line. Yeah, he's a And he actually
0: hasn't recorded a point yet. No. Which leads me to believe that tonight he's going to get like four points.
2: Yeah. Uh he is currently a uh a minus 3 with four penalty minutes in eight games played. But again, right he's he's not being looked to in the same way as as the Panerans and the Zabinajads and the Criders and Chitals and even uh what's his uh nog in there uh Lafreniere seems to be uh living up to his uh his... Yeah,
0: he's kind of finally coming around. He's getting yeah. a little bit more opportunity to play. His, um yeah. like so... he he was stuck on the third line for the first couple of years of his career for sure but No. Yeah, Wheeler can go in there and kind of Um, He doesn't have to be the man, as it were, like where like in Winnipeg, uh, you know, over the last what four seasons, uh, his last four seasons in a Jets uniform, his Mm -hmm. point totals kind of dipped and dipped. He was shy of a point a game, but, Mm -hmm. you know, in the neighborhood, if Mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. And um, but he was still skating on second and even first line sometimes. And he was on power play one and Mm -hmm. all these things. And maybe that's just more of a comment on the Jets' lack of uh, depth at that point, that they couldn't replace him. You right. Know? Well,
2: um, and so what's interesting is that you, you mention the Jets' depth. And I think that that's been, you know, they lost to Montreal on the weekend. They probably should have won. But uh, the thing that I've been really impressed with this year is the Jets' depth. They're getting scoring yeah. from all over the place. Right, like currently. Yeah,
0: getting po- well in the third line with Lowry. Uh, who was on that line? Lowry, Appleton, and,
2: and... I have follow for a while, and now. I, it's... Yeah, but
0: I have follow has been skating with the top line for a little bit since.
2: Did Baron um... move up or no? Uh, no, I think it's club. Nino Niederreiter, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, Mason Appleton is currently tied for the team lead in points with seven. Yeah. With the yeah, guys. Yeah, Lowry that you'd had expect. a two
0: goal night in in. Um in Montreal on the weekend and, you know, yeah, they're getting production. Nino Niederreiter had a goal. So that line was like the line for uh, the Jets. Um, And conversely, like the top line, I thought um, like Kyle Connor, I don't even know that he had a shot on goal. He Mm -hmm. tried, he missed Mm -hmm. a few times. Mm -hmm. And I know that Kyle Connor does have five goals and I'm not going to, I'm not going to harp on him too much here, but he kind of needs to get his feet moving. It was like this last year. You just look at him and it's like, what are you standing still for? Your asset is your speed. Mm -hmm. And like the Jets power play looks atrocious right now. And Kyle Connor is part of that. They got him in that spot where Wheeler used to hang out Mm -hmm. on the. uh, So Connor's a left shot and they got him on the right side boards. And, um, you know, he's kind of like a one time option or to try and dish it around. And it's just, it doesn't look right to me. I don't know. No. Um, something about the power play just is not working. And the Jets currently, like, they're, where where are they at ranked in the power play right now? They're uh, 24th in the league with a 12.9% power play. It's not, uh, not so
2: good, Al. Not, not so good. So,
0: no, exactly. And, You know what, their penalty kill, which last season was a strong point, also not so good this year, Uh, sitting at 72.4%, good enough for 27th in the league. So those numbers have got to go up uh, if the Jets want to, you know, do anything. And like their loss to Montreal, um, it wasn't a shorthanded goal they gave up to former Jet Joel Armia, but it was just about a shorthanded goal. And I think that they got scored against on the power play. And so, you know, there's the ball game, folks, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so they got to improve those. But otherwise, I think the Jets are looking all right. Like they were all over Montreal for most of that game.
2: Yeah. Deserved and
0: a better fate.
2: Coming off a off a three-game uh, win streak. So, yeah. you know, uh, it'll be interesting tonight. Uh, this is is one of, if not the toughest test that they that they have faced thus far this year, uh, and uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a good one. And uh, you'll be there, so you'll have yeah. to you'll have to let us know how uh, how things look in person. Uh, they've got uh, they've got the Rangers tonight to finish things off. Uh, For the month of October. Yeah, a quick
0: little one-game homer, and then they're on the road for three or four, I think. They go down, you know, Vegas, Vegas, uh, Coyotes.
2: St. Louis, Nashville, Dallas. uh, Back home for Dallas. So, yeah, it's a a good stretch against uh, teams that are pretty familiar, and uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see how things come together. So.
0: Uh, yeah for sure I'm looking forward to seeing the Rangers to be honest Jared I haven't uh, I've never caught them before and they're a team that I've always I mean you know I like them um
2: lots of skill guys
0: yeah it'll yeah. be g-
2: good times good times yeah. um well we're uh, we're running out of time but we would be uh remiss if we didn't provide everybody's favorite segment of the show the garage the weekend update <laughs> the garage League of hockey update yeah. um yeah. Couple games played and uh we played in one of them. Uh it feels like uh a lifetime ago, but we played Yeah, we uh, had the Thursday night game, Thursday so we're going back game. a few days now.
0: Yeah. And yeah, we came out on the on the uh wrong side of the score sheet there, Jared. Yeah. We we lost three two. Uh it was a good game though. And yeah. you know what? Like if it weren't for our terrible first period, I think we'd probably be looking at a different thing but you know credit to the other team there we played so uh our team the the winter club seals we played the uh Mitam Milad. yeah and they've got a lot of guys who can put the biscuit in the basket yes. um and uh they did they did so on mm-hmm. thursday night uh you know three times within a quick you know in quick succession in the first period they jumped mm-hmm. out to the the early lead and we were kind of left looking at each other on the bench like what's going on here uh, <laughs> is it gonna be one of those kind of nights uh, mm-hmm. but you know we were able to kind of turn it around and get it going but just you know couldn't couldn't find that tying goal uh despite some opportunities yeah uh, but pulled their
2: goal you know. goalie with about two minutes left and uh, had some really good pressure at the end yeah. and uh, yeah. just couldn't make the the game uh, tying goal happen uh and then Saturday night, uh we uh we were at the rink uh you were running the clock and uh the spare parts beat Busta Twines 5-4 on the strength of a hat trick from uh a guy by the name of Shane Mason uh hmm. we You might it... <laughs> remember him listeners as uh old old twirly, what... old twirly mustache
0: <laughs> yeah old twirly mustache the guy who scored the
2: the, the, the uh,
0: championship clinching goal yeah, last yeah. season. So, yeah, he had a Hattie. Yeah. Um, Good and you know what? Him. Like, that game was a weird one because it was like you're looking at the score after whatever the first period or, or second period, I think it was.
2: And it was 2-1 and, for Busta. And yeah, then all and of then, a sudden.
0: And then the other guys, they score four or five in a row there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're going to yeah. have a blowout. But. Uh, They were, you know, yeah, the Busted Twines were able to kind of close the gap a little. And again, you know, they had pressure at the end to try and tie things up and just couldn't really find that tying goal. Uh, Fletcher Noonan, goaltender for spare parts, was, uh, you know, doing everything he could there to keep them out. And I think there was a post maybe that uh, at one point. But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, an entertaining game to to uh, watch the clock for and and i um uh have run the i've done the scorekeeping a a couple times now a few times uh but that was the first time i had to punch penalties in and so uh (laughs) uh, because it was uh, a penalty filled affair there were uh two penalties one on either side actually sorry there were three penalties one was a too many men uh bench miner yes uh which if you recall, talking uh, uh, last week, our our segment with referee uh, Brady, Brady, um, he was like, "That's a tough one to call when there's only one ref." So credit to to him,
2: yeah, for he, he calling
0: was... uh, too many men.
2: Yeah, he was wearing the stripes. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Well, good times. So do you uh, have
0: the do you have the sight in front of you? Who's the oh, Who's I got leading? the sight. In fr- I got yeah. Like, give it. Give us the quick. Uh, um, standings and uh, you know who's who's leading the way in in scoring and stuff
2: so uh, currently in the standings uh, Le Miten Malad uh, leading the league with uh, 12 points uh, after 5 games 4 wins and 1 loss uh, followed up by your winter club seals with 9 points uh, the spare parts coming in with 7 and Busta Twines currently Uh, in fourth place with three points, although the uh, goals for and goals against uh, would paint a much closer story. So uh, anything can happen here, folks. There's been a
0: lot of one-goal games. Yes. Um, And that kind of speaks to the parity of the league, which... uh,
2: That's what we're looking for.
0: Yeah. Anything can happen. And if you recall correctly, it was the fourth place team who won the championship last year. So, yes.
2: Don't I know it. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the uh, the uh, top 20 ish league leaderboard, uh, Dustin Carson uh, had himself uh, a nice game uh, yeah, set, we, set we up like old, a... old twirly on. Uh, I think yeah, he had a three or four th- point th- night three or, I think or four point it was, night. So. so he's currently leading uh, with 11 points. Uh, Roger Durand has eight. Uh, Shane Mason has seven. John lambeau Lambert has seven, and co-host yeah, Tom, co-host Tom, in uh, fifth, uh, in the individual stats with six points. So yeah, uh,
0: I I need to start getting some assists.
2: Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. You know. Sometimes uh, you put the I puck find in like the on net, my Friday Sometimes night. You pass the puck. What do you, what are you yeah, gonna do you do? Yeah.
0: On my, like, in my old timers skate, I, I, it's all assists. I'm dishing.
2: But... It's too bad we don't keep stats for that game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to do it. Um, That'll be it. Yeah. We got a song about uh, hockey teeth. I don't know if it's actually about hockey teeth, but it's called Hockey Teeth.
0: It's called Hockey Teeth. I think it's kind of like, um, in the chorus there's a a mention or something uh but it's by bahamas and uh also known as uh afi jervanen i think something like that
2: something like that. and
0: he's from thunder bay and um you know he's he's a long time canadian i'm gonna call him a troubadour sure uh he's toured the country a number of times um and he catch him live he's 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 pretty good um but uh, he's got a brand new album out. This song is not on his brand new album. This song is from his classic uh, album called Pink Strat, about a guitar. Yep. And uh, the new album's kind of like got a real country and Western feel. And there's a song about his guitar on it. So there you go. Um, but this, this song goes back a number of years. And it's called Hockey Teeth right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next time and uh, keep your stick on the ice, eh? All right.
3: Though there were men before me that held you in their arms with a love so hard and getting harder, it's setting up.